Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola Shokumbi. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance. The Clever Girls Know podcast is a podcast for women, offering a space for conversations around personal finance, business, life, and living. I'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast, and you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. And if you love what you listen to, head on over to iTunes and leave a review so that other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. I'd also love for you to stop by clevergirlfinance.com. We have new content on the blog multiple times a week. We have over 30 plus free courses. Plus, when you sign up for a course, you can talk to a Clever Girl Finance mentor for free to get encouragement, motivation, or if you just want to have an open, no shame, no judgment girl talk. Finally, check out our YouTube channel. Just search Clever Girl Finance on YouTube. And if you don't already follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Clever Girl Finance. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. Hey, Estelle, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you back again. <laughs> Hi, Bola. I am like really excited to be here. It wasn't long ago, was it, that we um, yeah, recorded a podcast together on this very same platform. I know. And for those of you who are not familiar with Esther, Esther is part of the Clever Girl Finance team. She is my part two. <laughs> She's um, the person that a lot of you who have reached out to us may have interacted with. And she was on the podcast last year to talk about her story of losing half of her income, but mm. still being able to pay off a ton of debt. So Esther, I'm going to have you formally introduce yourself to everyone. Thank you so much. So I'm Esther. Um, I am um, customer experience lead at Clever Girl Finance. I'm also a budgeting expert based in London. Woohoo! <laughs> and I forgot to mention Esther's episode. If you want to learn about her story of losing half her income and still getting focused to pay off her debt, it's episode 142 on the podcast. So today I wanted to just have a conversation like a chit chat just about finances now in terms of what me and Essa are doing and what we're thinking for 2021 and just general conversation because I feel like with everything going on you know the pandemic impact mm. to the economy and now seeing the light at the end of the tunnel with the vaccinations and um, countries yeah. businesses communities starting to reopen and people getting back to life slowly over the next year. I think it's good to have a conversation around just money and what we're planning to do and what we're thinking. So, <laughs> for sure. Um, so I guess we can start by talking about you know what some of our concerns are about the economy mm. where we live. You're you're in the UK. I'm in the US. Yeah. Um, what are some of your concerns around the economy right now? What are the things that keep you up at night when you think about everything going on with finances? I think, I think for me, like there's two things that stand out right now in terms of the concerns about the economy that I have. One of them is definitely just the uncertainty around job security. Um, So until everybody's had their vaccine, it's really hard for people to tell whether or not they will still have a job in a year or two years time. And so because Mm -hmm. of that, it's quite difficult to plan ahead for goals and to kind of 
yeah, just to feel secure with your income. So definitely around job security. So although, yes, there are people that have jobs now, we don't know once, you know, the government sort of starts, um, um, we don't know once the government um, starts to reduce the amount of support that they're giving to businesses and, and companies, whether or not those jobs will still be around. And I think yeah. also just the fluctuating income, you know, in the UK, we've been open, closed, lockdown, no lockdown, partial lockdown. And um, that's definitely impacted me personally because my husband is self-employed. And so whenever there's a lockdown, a full lockdown, it means that he's not able to kind of go out to work. So we've had, you know, three months, two months of sort of just being on one income. So that's definitely something that's concerning me, just that fluctuation in income where you, you're kind of budgeting, but you just never know if, you know, the next two months there will be a lockdown and you're back to either supplementing one income from savings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree on the job uncertainty. A lot of people just don't know because it just depends on how businesses are doing. And so many businesses from small businesses to large businesses are struggling. Yes, we see all the big businesses that are thriving because they were prepared for online. They're, you know, a rush in demand, all that kind of stuff. But there's other businesses, especially businesses that don't sell essentials that are struggling. So you and I had the conversation about um, me going shopping last week and I went into a store, a women's clothing store, and there was a dress that I bought that originally cost $159 and I paid $5.96 for this dress. Wow. And that to me, that was an incredible sale. But when I looked around at the store and just saw how much they had on sale at such steep prices that ordinarily prior to the pandemic, it would never be at that price. Mm. And then just looking at the fact that the sales lady was like, we just got in a new collection and it is on sale. Wow. Right. Like usually the stuff that comes in usually is in the store for a few months. And then as the season changes, then they put that stuff on sale. But the fact that it's on sale now and then the yep. extra stuff in the store was on additional crazy insane like 90% off sale that's concerning when you think about that business mm. struggling to stay afloat and how many other businesses are impacted by this and some people will say well yeah who cares you know it's a big business they always find the money and you know they have investors their corporations all this kind of stuff but maybe that's true but what about the saleswoman who's working at the store that could lose her job. What about the people who work in the production lines to create those clothes that could lose their job? What about the delivery guys yeah. who bring those merchandise to the stores that could lose their job? It was just very bothersome. So I ended mm. up buying stuff for all my friends. I'm like, listen, there's a sale. It's so cheap. What do you want? <laughs> um, I need but, to you know, keep this business open. I'm I need to, I'm going to try my best. Who, uh, who else can I support? What can I do? It just, I mean, it broke my heart just to see to see that. And I was recently reading a survey um, that they did on mothers, a company did on mothers. And it basically said that 55% of people who responded to the survey said that at least one member of their household, if it was a multi-member household, at mm. least one member of their household was permanently or temporarily laid off of work wow. in 2020. And what also really like broke my heart even more was that of those mothers that they surveyed, um, one in three of them said that they skipped meals so they could feed their children. Can you imagine? So it, it, the economy is, yeah. you know, I think 
governments everywhere are doing trying to do what they can mm. um in terms of like you know loans uh stimulus packages and it's not even nearly enough when you think about it yeah. right um they're trying to all these all these programs for housing and loan deferments and all these things and so i i've said this before on the podcast as the recovery begins we're going to find that a lot of these programs are, they're not sustainable. They cannot give mm. out stimulus payments forever. You can't, exactly, they, they can't yeah. do deferred loan payments forever. They cannot um, defer interest forever. And I, you know, for anyone who is employed right now, I think it is so important that you just focus on saving money, yeah. especially given all the uncertainty, focus on finding ways to create multiple streams of income because mm. people are getting sav- more savvy about how they spend their money. Money is still being spent, but people are getting more savvy. So, you know, an example I use all the time is you may be a new mom looking for a stroller, but you don't want to buy a $500 stroller brand new in the store because you're being yeah. mindful of your dollars. So mm. you go on Facebook marketplace to find a pre-owned one for 250 If Mm. you have a a stroller in your garage that your kids have outgrown, that's an opportunity for you to sell that stroller to a mom who's looking for one that's trying to be smart about her spending and put that money towards your savings, et cetera. Mm. So finding ways to increase your income, even, you know, starting your side hustle now, as long as you can, as long as it's not impactful to you saving for emergencies and saving for uncertainties, this is a great time to just think about ways you can increase your income. And for yeah. anyone who is currently unemployed, definitely take advantage of any benefits that you're eligible for. And just because you don't have an income coming in, just because you may be having to leverage a credit card to survive, let's say you have no savings, you know, and that is the truth for many people. They don't have savings. And I really dislike when people do the whole, I told you so, why didn't you say, why didn't you have money? It's so not helpful, is it? <laughs> it's not helpful because the situation is happening now. And mm-hmm. there's so many life circumstances that can lead, lead someone to be to at that a point, point that they have. Mm. You may have had all the savings in the world and then you lost an income and you couldn't get back to work or somebody died in your family or someone was sick. You had a sick, there's so many factors that you don't know somebody's story. So anyway, if you are in that place where you don't have this income, you're having to leverage a credit card, you can still budget how much you spend on that credit card on that loan. So you minimize as best as you can, how much you spend and you can create a plan for when your income starts coming in as to how you want to pay off that debt. Yeah. And you know, you definitely want to communicate with your lenders, your service providers that you're facing struggle. Um, I always also say that your credit card is not an emergency fund, but sometimes fund, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, some, that's somebody's last resort. Exactly. That is the yeah. only option, right? Yeah. If it means putting food on your table, by all means do that, but then sit down and say, okay, I spent this money on this credit card. Let me plan out how I'm going to pay it back, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, as soon as I start working. And then I would also say lastly that if you're unemployed and you're trying to find income, put food on your table, take Mm. care of your family, there's no shame in any job that you do right now. You may have a master's degree, a college degree, whatever it is, but you may get a job below that skill set and it's going to pay you money to help you pay your bills and help you take care of your kids do it. There's no shame. There's nothing to be ashamed or embarrassed about. And if anybody is trying to make you feel bad because you're trying to survive, block them. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, block, (laughs) remove from contacts, remove. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true because I feel like this, 
we're still in survival mode, you know, where we've been a year into the pandemic, but we haven't come out of the other side yet. So just like everything you said, it's so important to just do what you can with what you have and not feel guilty, not feel judged and not to judge others as well. And, you know, do the best with, with, with what you have, because it's, I don't know about you, but I've never experienced anything like this and nothing in life has prepared me for this moment. So I'm having to do the best that I can, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the number one advice you're working, just prioritize saving is just, mm. you know, you look around and you see so many businesses closing, you see just a lot of uncertainty, people out of jobs. If you are fortunate to be employed, just start saving. If you haven't already started, start saving. Think about ways to increase your income. If you're unemployed, start looking for a job, any job you can find, especially if you need to pay your bills. Think about your side hustles. Think about things you have that you can downsize and bring money in. Get creative. And just this is survival mode, like you said, Esther. So and there's no shame in trying to survive and doing your best to survive. So I wanted to talk about also what are some of the things that you're doing for your finances in 2020 and beyond just with everything going on? Um, so there are, I'll say two, two main things I'm doing a lot, like, um, budgeting, I'm keeping an eye on my spending. Um, I'm also trying to buy a house in the middle of a pandemic. Um, (laughs) but the two main things is, um, creating multiple streams of income, as you just mentioned. Um, I think if, if I've learned anything from this pandemic is having more than one source of income. Um, so really just looking at ways um, to just have that extra money coming in from different skills and talents that I have. And also, um, and this is something that Clever Girl Finances has taught us about long-term investing and um, intelligent investing. So I have like made the extra effort to continue investing smartly and using this opportunity, you know, with stocks and shares costing less to grow my shares for when you know, things get better in the future. So I would say those are two things like making more money and also investing, continue to invest um, for my financial future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Those are, you know, similar to mine. For me, it's just saving more. I feel a strong urge to preserve my capital. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I'm very mindful of the type of investments I make. I know there's a lot of um, sensation about around trendy investments and just like, you know, things that are investments that are like people or think are like quick, quick wins. But for me, I'm leaning more conservative right now. I'm I'm obviously still investing, but I'm more focused on maintaining the capital that I have. Mm. Um, Even though I still have a timeline ahead of me to invest, like in terms of recovering, I just, I'm just mindful (laughs) of that. Um, I'm trying to keep more cash Mm. just in case like you create multiple streams of income in my personal life within clever girl finance as well um and what else am I doing I'm just I'm just more I'm more cautious at the same time there's that I, I think this is the emotional and mental side of it of well life is so short and if 2020 has shown you anything it is that life is like here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm also trying to live a little mm. <laughs> within That's within so my important. budget, <laughs> <laughs> within my budget, within reason. Buying out the stores. 
Yes, at five dollars and ninety six cents. <laughs> I love it, but it's just I don't know. I I feel like this past year I've gone through a wave of emotions. Mm. Some of them rational, some of them irrational. Um, <laughs> I've I've done things to to make me feel better. Um, for example, last year towards the end around the holidays I bought a pair of high heels like have I worn heels recently okay I have worn heels a couple (laughs) times because I've done some like tv stuff but in the reality of life have I worn high heels but I just felt this urge to to have normal life that I bought Mm. these high heels and as soon as I bought them I ripped up the receipt and I threw away the box so I couldn't return them And that was emotional Bola just trying to, I was trying to hold on to some sense of normal mm, life. And I was like, I can, yes. if I have these shoes, I can wear them. Like I would go to my friend's house, go to a dinner, go to, so they're there. And I look at them. <laughs> <laughs> what size are they? <laughs> 39. Oh gosh, no. Too big for me. <laughs> but listen, the weather is getting better. Even if I wear them to take my kids to school or pick them up from school, I'm wearing and you know, it's, it's interesting you say that because I, I went through a spell of that as well, where I was like, well, I'm working from home, the weather's cold. And I literally just started to wear all of my nice clothes. Like my husband would come home from work and it would be like, oh, going somewhere. I'd be like, no, baby, this is just, this is my day outfit. So literally I've turned all of my like party outfits. I just wear them during the day. I just yep. get up. Once I I've did showered, that. done my workout. Literally full face of makeup, Bola. <laughs> I did that this past summer. And then <laughs> as it started getting colder, I was like, I can't deal with this. <laughs> it's too cold, but I'm going to do it again. I was always, yep, I wore all my clothes last summer. I'm like, the sequins, there's a vid- There's yeah. some videos I did on YouTube where I'm wearing sequins. And I'm like, yes, because I can. I'm going to wear my sequins <laughs> in my house and paint my face. <laughs> I live my best life within these four walls. <laughs> whatever whatever we need to do to just get through these days, you know. Yeah. Speaking about investing, S and I actually have a 2021 investing challenge. And this is like oh. not business related. This is like just personal friends things. And basically what we're doing is we're looking for opportunities where we save money in during the month from not buying something like cutting back on groceries, not having a bill to pay or getting just money that we didn't plan getting it in and putting that money in an investment account to buy um, investments every month. So we've been doing that. Um, We actually started this in December. We we started this before 2021. So we kind of gave ourselves a head start. But if you have a friend that is on the same page as you when it comes to finances, I think a good distraction and a distraction that has a good outcome, which is building wealth, is something that you guys can both partner on and do, like creating an investing challenge to see how much you can invest with spare money this year, creating a debt payoff challenge to see how much debt you can pay off with mm. extra money this year, creating a savings challenge, like find something to just motivate you to just, or even a budgeting challenge, how, yep. you know, like, can we stick to this budget? Can we stick to well below this budget we have created? something to motivate you and just distract you a little bit and keep you excited about your finances, despite everything that's going on. I think that will be a great idea. So Essa and I have been doing that and let's see how it is by the end of December. How much money? I, I love it. Like, because it actually, since we started doing it, it made me like to diversify my portfolio, which is something that you um, taught me and that we talked about. 
um, because I was doing just one type and then Mm -hmm. I felt okay it's time now that I kind of diversified which I was able to do with our challenge and I love it because it just means that all that extra money that could be going to other places I can just be like oh you know at the end of my budget I have 25 pound 30 pound 40 pound in my account and like you said with refunds I can just transfer that to my investment account because that's money that I would have spent anyway but hey why not just spend it in in my future it's been fun and I love the messages when you're like Esther I just I just invested have you done yours I'm like oh boy I need to (laughs) I know right I I harass Esther all the time Esther's also my weight loss partner. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Do you know something? I worked out today, and you've been working out all week, Bola. You. Yeah, I text so you every well. morning. I'm like, workout done. <laughs> I'm like, I just woke up. I haven't even started yet. It's time to fit back into my clothes. <laughs> Honestly, because otherwise you'd have to buy new clothes. No, I, my clothes to are that. too pretty. No, I'm not doing that. No. <laughs> anyway, so Esther, do you think? Or just given everything you experienced with 2020, Hmm. has the pandemic changed your financial goals? For sure. Like, I just want this to be over because I had goals, Bola. You know, I had goals. I had things that I wanted to do. And so for sure, the pandemic has just thrown it. I wouldn't say it's thrown it out the window completely, but it's just meant that I've had to be flexible. It's meant that I've had to be patient. So um, two goals. Um, everything is in twos, isn't it? So two (laughs) goals that I had was, um, so for example, savings, right? Um, we've had to dip into our savings because of our income fluctuating. When the pandemic started, we had four months worth of emergency fund. And now we're at two because we keep going in, going out, going in and out of it. Like, I'm grateful that it's there. Um, but that's definitely something, a goal of mine that's changed because I, wanted to at least be up to six months of an emergency fund before buy-in. So I had up to four months. I started the house buying process with the goal that, you know, by the time it it all is approved and everything is finalized, I would have my six months. And that's not been the case. Um, So having to dip into savings has been um, impacted, but also the whole buy-in, you know, our home, the process has been so long. It's almost, it actually has been a year because I started the process in January last year and it's been more than a year. Um, so many mortgage lenders have been pulling out. They've been limiting like who they are borrowing money to and surveys have taken so much longer. And with like my husband in and out of lockdown, in and out of work, you know, like you've got to provide your three months worth of bank statements and pay slips. Mm-hmm. So there's been gaps. Um, And right now, the mortgage lenders, they are, they find self-employed people a major risk, right? Because they know that businesses are impacted with COVID. And so for them, it's risky to lend somebody money that they're not sure if they'll have a job in three months based on how the economy is moving. So that's been really challenging, but I've just had to just be like, you know what? It is what it is. These are not normal circumstances. And I've had a very good mortgage broker who he's very honest, he's on the ball, and he's had to work really hard to suit me with a lender that understands my situation and isn't going to charge me crazy interest to get a mortgage. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, for me, I don't I wouldn't say my goals have changed much. Like a, a lot of my goals were further out into the future, but I just feel more compelled to just save more money even if I have the money to spend it. Yeah. Um and also I you know, I felt last year just I was just very worried. Like, what if something happens to me? What if something happens to my husband? So we went over life insurance. We went over here, all our account details, login information, went over our estate plan, that kind of stuff. Just like, it's kind of weird and morbid to think about it, but it's something that is important to me because I have kids and something happened to one of us. I want to make sure that my kids are going to be fine. Yeah, um, that is so important. And I'm so glad that you guys kind of, it's a tough conversation to have, but I'm so glad that you just kind of revisited, right? Let's kind of brainstorm here. Let's go through the numbers and then and then that's it. And you can just continue sort of living with, with, with your life. But so many people yeah. think it's going to sort itself out and they leave it and then something does happen, unfortunately. And then and it just yeah. puts the family in a, in a bad position. And I think it doesn't take a pandemic for your financial goals to change. There are many life circumstances that cause your goals to change. It could be pandemic or not. It could be having a baby, expanding your family. It could be getting divorced. It could be getting married. It could be starting a business. It could be you've paid off all your debts. You Mm. had to take, you you racked up debts. There's many reasons why you adjust your financial goals. So I think um, for anyone who's dealing with, adjusted financial goals, it's okay, right? You just readjust your timelines, readjust your your plans. Um, our financial goals for Clever Finance changed <laughs> as a result. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> but we made it work and we replanned and we restructured and we're still making it work. So that is life, right? Unexpected mm. things happen. Decisions have to be made quickly and you don't you cannot give up you cannot throw the goal away because you because something has changed adjust your timeline figure out how to still get to your goal even though it's on a different timeline and do your best do the best that you can and just stay focused mm, i couldn't agree more with that and i think that's why it's so important to stay committed to your goals and you know your financial journey what does that look like and being clear about what that looks like and just being dedicated to that because like Bola said there's going to be challenges you know the world we live in is imperfect there's going to be things happening that are outside of your control but as long as you're committed to that goal whether it's becoming debt-free saving money you know investing for the future whatever it is just even being able to take control of your day-to-day spending once you're committed to that doesn't matter what happens, you're focused on that goal. It will happen for you. Exactly. Um, so before I let you go, Esther, I want to talk about just mental health and wellness because this ties in so strongly to everything that has happened. I feel like so many people have experienced de- depression in 2020 and even now with everything going on, even though we see a light at the end of the tunnel, um, depression because of the circumstances, mental anguish and stress because mm-hmm. of the circumstances or an amplification of things that they were all already going through, you know, because of what was happening in 2020. And then you add on seasonal depression with winter, depending on where you live and it gets dark and all these things. And, I think mental health was a struggle for many people last year, including myself, like my world was turned upside down. (laughs) 
Tell me about it. Everybody's world was turned upside down, but you know, just everything was different and just crazy and exhausting. And even my kids were challenged, right? And it was hard for them too. Hard for people's children, just hard for everybody. So what are things that I guess you have learned and you're now doing to manage your mental health and your mental wellness? I think the the biggest lesson that I've learned is that I am my biggest asset. Um, I think in life we put value in so many things, in our job, in our business, career, our family. Um, and we forget that all of those things need you right? All of those things need me. Like Esther needs to be good. Esther needs to be well. Esther needs to maintain her sanity, you know, for all of these other things to kind of be running. So I have definitely been focusing on my uh, mental health and wellness, like during this pandemic. And I'm really hoping for myself that I continue. Like it shouldn't take a pandemic for me to kind of be like, okay, Esther, you need to look after yourself. You're your biggest asset. Um, But some of the things that I've been doing is just really, just really trying to work smarter rather than than harder um, and just really utilizing my time well. So I can be a busybody. Like I, I, and actually um, I'll share (laughs) this. So in January, I decided that I was going to have a Sabbath day and a Sabbath day will mean different things to different people. But I just wanted a day where I wasn't working I wasn't doing business. It was just like a chill day. I can just relax on those days. And so I decided, okay, I'm going to have Sundays as my Sabbath day. And I'm telling you, Bola, the first day, it was literally me telling myself every five minutes, nope, you can't do that. That's work. Nope, you can't do that either. That is work. Nope, you're not doing that. And it made me realize how much of a busybody I am, how much I can just fill my time with With work like anything and everything that's me (laughs) when I go in the kitchen to cook I'm like what podcast could I be listening to whilst I'm slicing (laughs) the onions and could something else be doing maybe let me soak these clothes that I'm gonna hand wash like literally for me to just go in and just slice the onions I have to plan how all of that's gonna happen so I can (laughs) fill every minute and second with something and by just having the Sabbath day, one, it made me just to see how much of a busybody I was. And it literally took about four weeks for me to just be able to fully chill on, on Sundays. Um, so sort of just doing that, just being more aware of my time and not feeling as if I have to be so busy doing everything. And yes, it has meant like some areas of my life and now going at a slow pace but I'm okay with that I'm like if this goal takes me longer that's fine because I know that when I achieve it I'm gonna be well do you know what I mean I'm gonna be in a good space about it I'm gonna be at peace um so I've also invested in a health coach um to help me with staying accountable I'm trying to lose some weight and improve my nutrition improve my um my sleep habit as well. And it's been amazing. Um, And to be honest, this is something that I overlooked for for months last year, because I was just so busy with work and doing other things. But I'm like, actually, um, I need to feel well in order to be well, you know, like my body has to feel well, I have to make sure I'm eating well to give my body what it needs to help me function and to help me um, minimize my stress levels to be able to sleep well. 
and it's been amazing like um yeah it's been amazing I did a one hour workout today um and I'm enjoying it like I don't feel like it's a task like it's a job like oh my gosh I have to work out like I I genuinely look forward to the days that I have to to work out and Bola's also been keeping me accountable as well (laughs) I know I've been keeping you accountable by force. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's been good. Like I've definitely needed it because it just helps as well when you're around people that are working on similar goals because like you've shared some workouts with me, which has been amazing that I, I was able to do prior to working with a health coach. So yeah, it's it's great when you have goals that you share them with people around you that want to achieve similar things. Yeah. Um, like you, I'm all about my health and mental wellness. Um, I definitely put on my COVID pounds. <laughs> I need is to get what, off. Is that what we're calling them now? I, love I need it. to get off my body fast. <laughs> and anyway. it just happens so quickly. Like I look back and I'm like, oh my, like how quick is it? Just to kind of put on or not be able to fit oh, in your clothes. It for me, it's so not quickly. even about the 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 weight, right? It's the fact that I need to fit into my clothes. If my clothes fit, <laughs> listen, I'm good. <laughs> Say what you want. <laughs> it's my personal problem what I weigh, but I cannot. I cannot buy a new wardrobe. It's just not cannot happen. It's impossible. So, <laughs> but you know, for I'm all about the mental wellness and all that. And for me, it's just taking care of myself first. It's me mm. first. It's, you know, and we've been talking about all these changes, but it's like, I went into a slump last year. It was just, I don't even know. You know, sometimes when you're in that slump funk, whatever, you don't even realize you're there. Yeah. Until I feel you... like it was everywhere. It was like a world. Yeah, it was just you in don't the even... atmosphere. Uh, yeah. So it's like, yeah, getting, I used to work out all the time and then all of a sudden I went like six months and I did not do a thing. Maybe I worked like once every other week. So I like, oh yeah, you know, I worked out, but no, I'm getting back to my life myself, feeling better at myself, going to bed early, mm. um, not getting up and going straight to my computer, which is a big one. That is something it's a big, you know, I think that I got into this space where Coming from working full time and building Clever Girl Finance as a side hustle, I was just mm-hmm. used to going to work all day, coming home, putting my kids to bed, working all night, waking up early, working all morning, driving to drop my kids, going to work. I was used to that, just work all day mm-hmm. and all night flow. And now that I work full time, I carried it in over with me, the same routine of mm-hmm. Wake, stay up late, wake up early, work all day, you know, and I'm like, but do I need to? And mm. what I realized by going to bed early intentionally or just watching TV or waking up early to lie down in my bed or to read my Bible or to work out and just not to go to my computer until after my kids are settled for school. What I realized is that my productivity has not changed. I'm doing the same amount of work or even better because my head is so much clearer Mm. and I'm less tired so I can do more in a shorter period of time. I don't need to kill myself to do it. All these realizations. (laughs) I don't don't know if you, I don't know if it was you that I, I shared it with, but I came across like a video on Instagram and the lady was sharing that how, when we wake up from sleep, um, our body's gone from like deep sleep, like dream mode. Um, and then we wake up and we literally, you know, go on our phones, we go on social media, we go and listen to the news or we go straight to work. And she says that before 
we kind of get into work, there's that stage of like daydreaming. And she says, but we skip that process by getting up from bed and going straight into work mode. And she's like, actually, if we kind of took, you know, 10, 15 minutes and just kind of you get out of bed, you make yourself a cup of tea, you just kind of walk around the house. So you just sit down and just have five minutes to yourself that it helps us in our the way that we function for the rest of the day. And I've been trying that. And oh, my gosh, there are things Bola, that I may have forgotten about. And then just by waking up, having that time. And then I remember, oh, my gosh, you were supposed to do this thing. And I've just found that my memory has improved. Like in the morning hours, I'm remembering things. And the minute I remember, I just write it down. So, yeah, just thought I'll share that. I'm not sure if I shared it with you. Did already. share it with me. And it's it's so <laughs> true. It is so true. Essa, you have to remind everyone what your Clever Girl superpower is. Oh, my, my, my. <laughs> I think, okay, has it changed? Because I, I think the last one, I said it was like, just all things budgeting. I love budgeting. I love looking at that sort of day to day. But I think with COVID and everything that's happening, I would say that my newly established Clever Girl superpower <laughs> is just the ability to be flexible. Like I have really been flexible in the past year. I have been just flexible with people, flexible in business, flexible with my goals. Um, cause like you said, it's like, sometimes we don't give ourselves enough grace. We have a, a goal and in our head, we, we have that picture of what it needs to look like. Right. Um, and in this past year, the goals that I had, you know, I still have them, but they've not gone as planned. And so just being able to just be flexible and just be like, okay, well, if this isn't going to work out, then it's fine is there anything I can do to make it work out? Or does it just mean that I need to park this and revisit it? Or do I need to ask for help to make this happen? And so, yeah, I would definitely say just the ability to be flexible um, with my financial goals. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you for joining me for this conversation about life, you know, what we're thinking, what we're doing, how we're managing I hope you guys have found this interesting. Um, but thank you so much, Esther. Thank you so much for having me. And these conversations just really help, um, you know, just, just to have and just to encourage like anybody listening, just to, you know, hit up a girlfriend, hit up a sibling and just kind of just have a conversation, just kind of reflect on what, you know, the past year has has been like. I think the more we share our experiences, the more we can kind of be a bit more, just more accommodating to each other and more understanding. And we kind of know that we're not going through what we're going through alone. Thank you so much for having me, Bola. I always enjoy, you know, chatting with you, (laughs) be it on the podcast or via Slack or via WhatsApp, whatever it may be, or a Zoom. (laughs) I know it's always fun. Thank you so much, Esther. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. If you've loved the episode, but you don't yet subscribe to the podcast, you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes and head on over to iTunes and leave a review so other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll talk to you on the next episode.